Hello and welcome to yet another edition of HRTech.sg's uh, Tech Talks, where we talk to subject matter experts on all aspects in the realm of HR technology and get to know more about the HR tech trends and insights. So today we have Sujai Bhatt, HR Strategy Advisor at SAP SuccessFactors as a guest. In his role, backed by over 20 years of experience in the HR and HR tech space, Sujai works with organizations to help them define their HR technology transformation roadmap and craft out the integral role of SAP's cloud HR technology to support and executing people practices and driving transformation, most importantly, to achieve business outcomes. So he, he works with organizations right from building the case to design to project uh, implementation. Thank you, Sujai, for joining us on our show today. Thank you so much, Sriram, and thanks for having me. Uh, Sujay, the pandemic has definitely not only changed the way where we work from, but it's changed the way how we work, how we communicate with our employees, uh, how we measure their performance, how we reward their work entirely, right? Right from the planning to uh, hire to retire, everything has been changed. So I wanted to understand uh, what are the significant, uh, uh, significant trends both business and talent trends that you are seeing in the marketplace? So significant business trends is that, like you rightly said, there is a disruption that is currently underway. And a lot of organizations are, you know, rapidly changing their business operating models and their go-to-market strategies. And a lot of that is underpinned by digitalization, not only from an operational standpoint, but also how do you provide goods and services to their end customers in a digital mode. And as you know, you know, the trends that bleed into HR is employees are consumers as well. So when they are, you know, experiencing digital automation and digitization in their uh, lifestyle as consumers, they would require the same level of uh, customer grade experience or consumer grade experience within HR as well. So there is a trend given the fact that, you know, employees today are working remote, they're working virtual, they're working flexible. So how do employees gain access to information? How do employees gain access to data? How do they connect with experts? How do they connect with the larger organization? So there is a trend that we're seeing of rapid digitalization in HR. There is also a trend that we are seeing where employees today want to be heard want to be understood more by their leadership teams in the organization. And they want uh, the organization to understand how they're feeling and what they're thinking with regards to all the uh, policies and practices that organizations are putting in place for employees to make their uh, life a lot much easier within the organization. So the trend of listening to employees is uh, seeing a significant increase. On, uh, you know, on an ongoing basis and even in the flow of work. So, uh, in fact, what you just said uh, acts as a perfect segue to what was uh, my next question. In terms of in the new hybrid workplace, what is going to be the role of HR in the entire digital transformation journey? 
Yeah. So I think, uh, like we said, right, that digital transformation is not uh, negotiable anymore. And when you're talking about HR's role, HR would have to play the role of how do you, you know, build that digital ecosystem within HR to be able to execute on HR policies? How do you build a digitally savvy uh, HR organization to be able to, you know, extend these services to employees? So it becomes very critical to understand who the stakeholders are, what their needs are, you know, have a good understanding of how many employees are desk-based and how many employees are not, uh, are deskless work or deskless workforce and then you know understand from a design thinking perspective what would their uh, experience be what would their journey be and then uh, reverse engineer uh, the delivery model uh, from a technology standpoint as well as the operating uh, model for HR going forward so I think HR plays a very critical role in shaping the digital HR strategy within an organization not only from understanding stakeholder needs, but planning for the roadmap, you know, looking into change management, looking into adoption, and how do you keep this uh, more recent, current, and dynamic? Because it's going to be very dynamic. So what you did yesterday may no longer be relevant today. So how do you change gears, you know, and how do you meet market needs and employee needs as well? So it's going to be a lot uh, more dynamic. So in one word, probably what you're saying is, Agile HR, right? That's exactly Agile what HR with a with a impetus on quick digital transformation. In fact, uh, a few years back, there was an article in the Harvard Business Review which talked about how HR teams were focusing on administrivia, and it was time to blow up the HR function. I think the pandemic has created a perfect scenario for the HR team to really bounce back and be seen as a strategic business partner, not just focused on. Uh, just the administration aspects. Correct. It's provided that, uh, you know, nudge, which was much required to give that momentum and inertia. That's right. So while all companies that we talk to understand the need for investment of technology to uh, strengthen their HR function, uh, yeah. there is also a lot of hesitation. Mm -hmm. right? um, from your extensive experience of working with various clients, why do organizations hesitate to invest time, effort, money in HR technology? Yeah. So while you're right, while they understand the need, what happens is, uh, you know, articulation of that need or urgency within the organization uh, sometimes becomes a challenge or otherwise what I would have called, uh, how do you build that value case within the organization saying that this is something that we need to do now and we need to do it, you know, with, with a, a clear vision of what the future looks like. So we should not only plan for the destination, but, you know, take into account the journey as well. So sometimes there's a challenge in articulating this, where do we want to be and how do we get there? So that's one area. The second area is, you know, uh, predominantly in being able to understand what is our current landscape and how do we blend new tech with old tech? So, the, you know, a lot of times organizations dabble with this, uh, with this uh, issue saying, do we do best of breed or do we do best of sweet? Uh, and there is no right answer. So that becomes a challenge in itself saying, you know, how do we, uh, you know, how do we build new tech on 
uh, existing tech or how do we build wrappers around both new and existing tech? So this could be the other area. Uh, then there is always this ownership question. So HR digital transformation, is it, is it an HR project or an IT project? And this is where you know uh, we speak to our customers and say, it's neither an HR project nor an IT project. It's a business project. So it's all decks on board, uh, all hands on board, right? So, uh, so that is another uh, challenge area that we see. And last but not the least is, uh, how do you quantify or how do you kind of convey to the uh, stakeholders, to the business, what are the benefits? You know, what are the uh, value points or value levers or value drivers that you would be able to unlock? And how do you go about quantifying this over a period of time? So these are some of the challenges that we see that organizations face that, uh, you know, leads to a delay in adoption of HR uh, digital transformation initiatives. In fact, the last point that you mentioned was really pertinent. So we've yeah. always encouraged HR teams to talk the business language, to have the business acumen, to speak dollars and cents rather than talking about employee perspectives and sentiments, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's very important to develop the business acumen and talk the business language. I think yeah. you really nailed it when you mentioned that. Uh, yeah. uh, so how do uh, HR teams, right, uh, build a case for investment in their organization so we so that's exactly what you are uh, hinting at right how do they present a business case how do they present the roi yeah so it has to be a, a complete holistic view i would almost call it like a project uh, document uh, you know if, you know if you were to look at it it needs to cover different facets and uh, you know i call it the 5w approach you need to understand why you're doing something so in that why the first w is the why you need to understand you know how are things changing how is the workforce changing how is the business changing and what are the gaps today in executing hr policy from policy to outcome and what's the role technology plays there across stakeholders so the the why becomes very important. The second aspect is what needs to change. You know, are you changing experiences of employees? Are you changing culture? Are you changing a mindset of, you know, uh, rapid automation to be able to partner better with business? So the understanding of the what, you know, what are we trying to change is very important. So is it talent management? Is it uh, automation and operations in 4HR? Or is it the support mechanism? Is it the delivery model of HR? Or is it employee experience? Are we trying to, you know, understand and listen to our employees more often and, you know, bridge the experience gap? So the what becomes important. The, uh, the third W is the when. So when do we do uh, this digital transformation? Do we align it to a business transformation initiative? Do we align it to some key milestones in terms of, uh, you know, growth or mergers and acquisitions or divestures? Or do we align it to more uh, critical aspects such as calendars or HR calendars, you know, with regards to uh, talent cycles or comp review cycles or recruitment drives or, uh, 
you know tax closure years with regards to uh, payroll compliance and things like that so you know aligning it to a calendar becomes very important because then you're able to uh, clearly demonstrate a win to all the stakeholders right uh, then the, the fourth w is where do you start this initiative you know it could be within business units it could be at an entity level it could be at a geographic uh, level it could be uh, based on certain uh, specific interventions you're having let's say at a bu level or a geography level so where do you roll this out first you know in a complex market or in a in a easier to navigate market or in a market where there are a lot of uh, cultural uh, nuances to take into account so the where the project is rolled out becomes very important and it's a huge part of the value case and the last one is who so who are your internal champions who are your internal stakeholders because what becomes important is technology has to be mixed with human psychology right so when you are talking about implementing such a large project there is change right and today given the fact that we are all uh, not in the office you're not in the so-called presenteeism state culture you know you're all working as digital or remote teams or pods and if you take the deskless workforce which are who are on site they're working in sl uh, smaller teams so your ability to adapt Adopt is dependent on what that group feels. So you need to be able to pick up champions within these on-site groups or off-site groups or remote groups and groom them as uh, you know your spokespersons within this project to be able to carry this forward. And the who also brings into account who are the external parties that you need to consult with right do you hire a consultant or what is the neutrality of that consultant when it goes to the execution stage so these are the five w's that you would need to consider to build that value case last but not the least is the is the numbers bit of it right the what is the total cost of ownership and in line with that total cost of ownership what are some of the tangible and intangible returns that you would have over a period of time whether it's a three years or a five year period, that becomes uh, significant again. And I'm not talking about cloud because, uh, you know, the TCO and the returns are better with cloud versus an on-premise infrastructure while you're preparing the value for uh, change case. So that becomes a given. But having said that, you can still uh, have a hybrid model where you can leverage your on-premise investments that you've made and roll that up and invest in uh, gaps that you have. So you could do a leverage and invest model as well. But your case for change needs to clearly articulate all this in detail so that it provides confidence to the stakeholders that this has been thought through from start to finish. The destination is clear, but the journey is also well mapped out. I think uh, by providing this fight, W plus the uh, numbers aspects, as you rightly mentioned, will reinforce yeah. the confidence of the leadership team that right. the HR team is capable of driving it. One of right. the main reasons that we also saw the leadership team's hesitance to invest in HR tech is the uh, the skills capability of the HR team should drive it. Correct. Now, uh, by doing some of these aspects, as you mentioned in the business case, really reinforces that confidence. Yeah, this is not, you know, these projects are not HR projects. They're business projects anchored by HR, 
So uh, HR would, like you rightly said, need to review their competency also and be very candid saying, in order to execute this well, these are the investments we would need to make in our people. So that needs to be also called out. So any investment in HR, uh, but should deliver strong business outcomes. Yes. That's the key focus. Now, one of the aspects that we earlier talked about was the consumer grade uh, experience that employees are looking for from even the business applications, right? So in your perspective, what is your key mantra for creating best-in-class employee experience? Right. So, so today, you, you know, if you dissect employee experience, it's pretty much, uh, you know, we at SAP, we call it moments that matter. So today, whether I'm an employee navigating certain uh, areas of HR or whether I'm a person delivering, uh, you know, my work, the core work that I do in an organization, there are moments that are critical to me, right? So if I bring that back into HR, you know, when I join an organization, it's a very critical area for me. So in the recruitment stage or the onboarding stage, or, uh, uh, you know, the moment of uh, having a life event, you know, uh, having a child or moving to an overseas location. So at all these critical moments, what happens is there is a need for an employee to be able to, uh, you know, access not only information, but data and also in sometimes insights. Now, how easy or difficult it is for the employee to go through that specific event as a journey uh, defines the experience that they're having in that moment, right? Now, if you take that into today's context, you know, if my laptop dies on me and I'm at home, you know, how do I reach across to IT support to have a laptop shipped to me, configured, you know, with my office specs to be working is a huge moment that matters to me. And if I am met with suboptimal uh, interfaces and, you know, if my experience is suboptimal, that takes a huge toll. And now, you know, if you were to string all these moments that matter together during the flow of work and when employees are working, you pretty much are defining employee uh, engagement, right? Uh, so, however, the policies are consumed defines your experience, and the mantra to define an ideal experience is, uh, you know, is very custom to an organization. You need to review that the demographics of your employee pool. You know, what are their profiles? Are they deskless workers or desk-based workers? You know, are they uh, working for long durations from their home base, or are they working closer to home, like you know, a regular day job? All these factors need to be taken into consideration and you could use methodologies like design thinking to navigate, see the touch points, see the breakages, and then fix that uh, with the help of technology, process and policy. So everything is not technology. You know, a lot of it is process and policy. But the good part is today when you define this perfect experience, uh, technology is embedded with best of breed processes. So it makes your life a little easier. You just have to think about the policy. So ideal employee experience uh, has to be uh, intuitive, easy to navigate, easy to adopt, uh, available on mobile. You may have intermittent internet connection. So you should have offline versus online 
options. Uh, you need to be able to collaborate with one another freely. Uh, you need to have uh, speed to market in terms of new features and functionalities, right? Uh, you know, today we are going into this uh, complete cyclical model of pandemic where there is, you know, there is complete lockdown, partial lockdown, semi-lockdown, full lockdown, different stages of lockdown, right? So how do you navigate this in terms of features and functionalities? Temperature monitoring could come in suddenly. Uh, booking office space with one meter distances to plan uh, seating. Now, all these are functions that need to be technologically enabled for a remote worker to be able to plan to go into office. Now, if you tell me that it's going to take me seven months to develop a functionality of safe, uh, safe seating in office to be able to help employees plan seating to get into work, it defeats the purpose. So how do you have uh, solution extensions with speed and agility uh, becomes, again, a critical point in defining that uh, employee experience. Uh, so I definitely have two key takeaways from that. One is uh, we need to factor in the moments that matter in the flow of work, and which is where most companies fail to do so, right? You need to really look at it end to end. The second key thing that you really highlighted was that, see, any digital transformation is not just only about technology, which is what we re-emphasize uh, re, uh, to our clients too. It's all about the mindset, the skills, yeah. the processes, and definitely the technology element too. I think you really uh, articulated it uh, well, uh, Sujay. Thank you. So, um, so we are we seem to be a lot of things across the globe uh, seems to be coming back uh, to normalcy at the workplace, right? People. Mm -hmm to be getting into some kind of uh, normalcy but i just wanted to understand from you how do you visualize the post-pandemic workplace to be right uh, you know whatever it is it won't be like the past so that <laughs> that, that that is uh, 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 that's an assured right so uh, how we would see that is the very concept of an office is rapidly evolving, right? So a lot of the organizations today are repurposing office space into more collaboration areas or pods. So the, so, uh, the location where we work is, is going through a certain amount of evolution. Work as we know it is also very quickly evolving because you know, you're working in remote teams, there is pods, now all of these have to come together. So the, the way we are uh, augmenting uh, support and stuff to get work done is changing. So today, geography is history. So, you know, in the past uh, 24 months, we realized that you could, if the time zones permit, you could have such a diverse team from across geographies to deliver a bunch of uh, outcomes or activities. So the way we are working and collaborating is, is uh, completely changing as well. The other thing that uh, is changing is the fact that how do managers now manage this, you know, completely remote virtual teams? How do you provide feedback to your employees? So the focus is shifting from more of activities to outcomes. And how do you help employees navigate and focus on the outcomes? So the, the, the frequency of providing feedback and check-in is also uh, increasing um, considerably. So it's more checking in to understand, you know, and it's not about reviewing what are the milestones, did you do it or not? It's to understand, you know, where else do you need support? How can we further augment or what is it that we can do to get uh, additional help, right? To get uh, that done. Uh, their focus on health and well-being is also going to increase. 
and we're seeing that today Men mental health is becoming a very uh, huge priority for organizations today uh, you know and uh, you know well-being in in its entirety it's about physical psychological emotional you know uh, financial well-being because that gives that is the fundamental uh, part uh, we are in uncertain times like i said it, it's so cyclical you know you're in and out in and out so uh, employee listening has increased as well you know uh, employees have a channel now to voice their opinion uh, in matters that impact them and let the organization know what are they feeling what are they thinking you know whether these changes are working for them at, or not because otherwise it becomes a very silo approach we think we are helping them but they don't feel that these interventions are actually helping uh, digital i will not say is become extremely important in the new hybrid workplace uh, how you attract talent has also changed uh, it's more about uh, not just total rewards but also the benefits and the flexibility of work so you the, the amount of change that we are seeing is phenomenal and uh, you know and it will continue to change uh, depending on how uh, the ecosystem evolves and uh, what becomes critical is agility and uh, speed to execute so that would define how quickly you're able to uh, you know uh, scale the curve in a way that really is a comprehensive coverage from the planning to the player aspect um, of how the post-pandemic workplace is likely to be but one key element that you really highlighted is definitely that um, um, the the outcome based approach of measuring performance management uh, is going to be really critical. That means even the skills based compensation strategy or the um, okay. um, outcome based uh, strategy is definitely going to have a significant impact on the way we measure performance, the way we reward yeah. them, and as you rightly said. There are a lot of companies in the last one year that have come up with employee listening specialists within the HR function. Yes. So that really yeah. validates what you are actually yeah. saying, Sujay. So, which leads us to the final question, right? Um, what uh, many CIOs and CTOs could not do, the pandemic definitely has been able <laughs> to achieve is the, is the meme that runs across all social media channels, right? Yeah. So a lot of enterprises of all sizes are in various stages of uh, their digital HR transformation journey. Yeah. What, what advice would you give to enterprises, startups, which are just starting off on their uh, digital HR journey? Yeah. So more than advice, right? Uh, because, you know, one uh, solution does not fit all and different folks, different strokes, right? So more than advice, I think there would be some critical considerations, right? Uh, the most important thing is please start because, you know, the, 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 it is important that uh, employees uh, have access to information and data and digital tool sets. The second is start where it is most significant to the organizations. In today's time and age, it's very important to show quick wins. So where it is most material, either you change, uh, you know, you have to uh, touch and influence internal stakeholders and that should be demonstrated. So start where it matters. Uh, it is always important to keep the destination uh, in mind. So hence have a roadmap of how you would get there. A roadmap is very, very critical. Uh, do not uh, underestimate the importance of change management uh, <laughs> because, you know, uh, 
as human beings, we are resistant to things even we need the most, right? So how do you bring change management, acceptance and adoption into play? Uh, uh, the other aspect also remains that who you partner with is extremely important. It's a long-term relationship. And hence, you know, that amount of flexibility to sh should exist because there are certain uncertainties that we, we cannot estimate at the beginning. So that flexibility and that partnership uh, becomes very important. Uh, the other uh, consideration is that today with cloud technology, there's so much of features and functionality that it offers. So, you know, and um, more often than not, we get trapped into this feature functionality requirements, right? Uh, you know, 100 lines on an Excel on features and functionality. So it becomes very important to understand what is important to you rather than the, 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 the long list of features and functionality that uh, exists there today. So it's very important to understand what is significant in material to you versus 100 versus 150 versus 160 points of features and functionalities. Uh, the last consideration is control your own destiny. So today, cloud technology comes with a lot of features and functionalities, a lot of updates, and you know it's always current and uh, uh, recent. But build a COE within your organization for HR tech and employee experience to be able to leverage the most of the, the investment that you make you know because it is so all these tools are so powerful that you need to understand within internal teams how to leverage that so invest in a center of excellence for technology to be able to maximize your investment so that would be the one of the considerations as well that was a fantastic summary so Jay. so um when clients approach us and say, hey, what's your feedback on this product? We plan to implement it. So we tell them, take a step back. Don't start with the product or the solution in mind. Start with the problem that you're trying to solve, right. which is what you highlighted. Culture eats strategy for breakfast. So customize the uh, implementation and understand what your uh, requirements are that are specific for the organization. Right. Start at the grassroots level. Hear what the employees say and not go by a top-down approach. Uh, sure. And most importantly, um, uh, this is a journey and not a destination, which you rightly mentioned, right? I mean, it has to be continuously ongoing. So you need to have change management champions uh, all throughout the journey to help you yeah. on this. I think yeah. that was a very uh, interesting, insightful conversation covering a, a range of aspects on... On, on in the area of uh, HR technology. Thank you very much for uh, gracing our session. We really look forward to hosting you in our future se sessions too. Thanks so much, Sriram. And thank you for the opportunity again. Always lo love to talk about technology and transformation. So thank you once again. Thank you, Sujay.